breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Marner works down low, still weather coming in front of the net. Oh, and a backhand try, trying to stuff it in. Down in front of the Matthews, a shot. That was blocked somehow in front of the net. What a chance, and now here is a break now for Dadanov. He's in on goal, scores! The Ottawa Senators explode off the bench. Dadanov scores the winner in overtime after a wild scramble at the other end of the rink. I kid you not, a week to the day of the one-year anniversary of the David Ayres game, the Leafs do it again. An absolute stunner at Scotiabank Arena here in a 6-5 OT loss to the Ottawa Senators or the Maple Leafs were a 5-1 and the hockey game was over. At least we thought it was. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic to break it all down here on Twitter. Chime in with your thoughts. I'm sure Leafs Twitter is on fire right now. Many thanks to Sam McKee and Tom Young for your hard work. Behind the scenes, as per usual, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by in about five or ten from now uh, to break down whatever that was. Gord, it's just so amazing, life in general. I think two weeks ago, we were together talking behind the scenes about a crazy game back on November 30th, 2000, uh, where the St. Louis Blues were in town, I believe. Toronto was up 5 nothing in that game, ended up blowing that game in overtime as well. Crazy. Yeah, and I didn't, uh, happy anniversary, I guess not so happy anniversary about that memory last year against Carolina, and uh, happy family day, but wow, I got a lot of family sitting and watching and listening to the game tonight, and man, boy, oh boy, uh, it's, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what happens sometimes, I take back everything I said to George Russick and Brent Gunning in the second intermission, because really, this was a Leaf team that was firing on all cylinders, had a 5-1 lead. Ottawa scored late, shorthanded in the second period to make it 5-2. And, well, hey, give the Ottawa Senators, give the Ottawa Senators. There was yep. a little bit of blood there, and they kept working at it, and then it all really, really came apart for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, you know, when you want to get through your 56-game season, if you if you take this as a bit of a lesson, if, for, if, you, if you want to call it that, whatever, just about – winning games and winning games that you have in hand and you don't at the end, then, you know, maybe there's a small positive ultimately come out of that, but boy, it's, it's a disaster in any other way, Nick. Certainly uh, you couldn't have coined it any other way. And again, that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga on Leafs nation post game, the Maple Leafs in stunning fashion, dropping a, a six, five game in OT here of Genny Dadnov has been on fire, two goals in this game for the Ottawa senators who came back from five, one down. But I was thinking just that, you know, kids watching and listening to this game tonight, two learning lessons. Number one, never give up. And again, I think you're, you're totally right. Full credit to the Ottawa Senators. They didn't stop playing. And number two, don't take your foot off the pedal. Gord, we've seen this a lot in recent memory for the Maple Leafs where the game seemed to be in control and they blow it. Not to this extent, but they've done it in the past, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, and then that's what continues. I mean, they had that great comeback against Columbus in, in the playoffs, the absurd comeback, but they didn't win the game. So, uh, yeah, and last year we talked about early in the season when Tampa Bay came back in the third period, Shattenkirk went around the whole team, and it, and it really really seemed to set the template for a, a season that didn't get going, didn't get off the right foot, and never really got going correctly. This year, it's it's a far different story. I mean, it really has. And, and uh, you know, there's all little things about it. So they're up 5-1. 
and you see Freddie goes for the long pass uh, to try to get a power play goal, make it 6-1. So Ottawa scores shorthanded. Uh, Zub coming out of the penalty box, man. I, I I know Tavares coughed up the puck, but still, there's got to be there's got to be an awareness of him coming out the box. And then, you know, Jimmy Vc. Like I know he lost a stick, and I'm a real proponent. Like uh, yeah. I don't like guys hanging around too long without a stick because you tend to get in the way after a while. But they're a man down. Hyman's just coming on, so you're still technically a man down. And he goes to the bench, and he he knows he's leaving the guy wide open, basically making it a mini five on three. And yeah, just some brain brain cramps on those particular plays. Unequivocally, I think the rotostelic turning point, which we need a sponsor at this point in this hockey game, was the <laughs> Tavares pizza, Gordo. Uh, yeah. He's had these type of plays. Like, it's crazy. For as great as John Tavares has been this season, last season as well, he has he's just these terrible, terrible giveaways, which unfortunately for him lead right to goals. Yeah, and their line didn't do much or anything offensively, but, yeah. but you're right. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, you're not going to take someone to task overall because he's a hell of a player, but you're kind of, again, just scratching your head about, like, particularly when you got a lead. When you got a lead, you play the game differently. You, you know that. Everybody knows that. It doesn't, doesn't matter what level it's at. And and uh, we, we talked about Tavares, and he's had a couple of real solid games, a couple of playing the greasy area, playing tough, but this was a bad pizza. And as much still, still, you've got to be cognizant of the guy coming out of the box. And I, I understand yeah. the D you're not expecting that pizza going the other way, but when that happens, you've given uh, and zoo boy his first career NHL Good finish. Yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he scored a few before overseas in that, but that was, that was a real, real nice finish. And I, I think that really sparked them as well. Just the guy coming out, uh, getting, getting his first career goal. And that seemed to really be when things turned and, and, uh, Ottawa had some pretty good chances. Leafs had a great chance in the last minute of regulation, but before that, you thought for a little bit, don't tell me Ottawa's going to pull another Winnipeg and win this one in regulation time like they did against Winnipeg on Saturday. Yeah, I just had that feeling, no doubt about that. Again, if you're just tuning in, uh, in stunning, stunning fashion, the Maple Leafs up 5-1 to the Ottawa Senators and they're blowing it and losing in overtime, so that's the key. They pick up the point as we welcome in somebody who took in this game tonight at Scotiabank Arena. It's Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Luke, no doubt uh, Toronto media and Toronto radio is going to be on fire tomorrow, will be tonight as well. Uh, but to me, it's just one of 56 games. You know, as much as it stings, it hurts. This this game, in my opinion, is going to have minimal bearing on the standings, at least in my opinion. How do you feel about it? Uh, on the standings? Yeah I, yeah, I don't think so. But it, no, yikes, yikes. That was, yeah. you know, it was 5-1. Uh, but Joe Thornton was, just saying the very same thing um he was asked like is is this gonna linger um you know is this a sign of something greater it's like no no tomorrow's a new day we can wash this away and and, you know the the guys have a day off they'll probably think about a little bit more than they'd like to on their day off but then they're right back at it same opponent for a doubleheader starting Wednesday, and you know they they clearly are the better team, but mm-hmm. you got you got to close that one out. I mean that that's what Thornton was saying is like you just got to keep attacking, and it was just kind of some funny plays too, right? Like one was a shorthanded goal, one was almost almost a shorthanded goal, right as the guy gets out the box, uh, Zub, and and he he scores a pretty goal, and then they score with the the goalie pulled. Um, and three on three, there was chances both ways. Uh, at least they get a point, but you know, it, it's not a good sign when, you know, your worst loss of the season comes to the worst team in the league. 
Yeah, Twice. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Sorry, I, I, wait, well, I remember Mike yeah. Babcock when he was coaching the Red Wings once, and they had a clunker in Montreal, and he just said, "I'm." He goes, "I'm not even going to watch the video on the way home. I'm just going to have a beer or two on the on the plane." And and uh, the the big difference Nick and I were saying uh, uh, about this was the fact that. This year they've started the season properly, you know, like they've banked some points away. And, and last year, Luke, they hadn't. And so when Tampa Bay came back in the third period and Kevin Shattenkirk Kirk had that, uh, had that Connor McDavid end-to-end rush, you know, and they gave up a lead that way, that was problematic because they weren't, they weren't getting accumulating points in the proper fashion to be, to be safe in a playoff spot. And this year at least they've done that, and, and that's, that's why you want to do it because, it, because then it, it sort of factors in there's going to be clunkers from time to time, like tonight. Yeah, and, and for the bulk of the game, I mean, they were dominating. Like, the Senators weren't even in the game. Um, and I think that's probably what makes it so frustrating is you, you let up for a moment and Ottawa, Ottawa comes storming back. Um, and, and kudos to them. Like, they had every reason in the world to kind of just throw their hands up and say, yeah, another night in the life of being a, a rebuilding Ottawa Senator, we're going to lose to this powerhouse Leaf team. So, you know, they deserve a little bit of credit here for showing some fight. Um, you know, I like Brady Kachuk mixing up with, with Jake Muzzin. It seems like Muzzin wants to take on both brothers at some point <laughs> this, this season. Um, you know, I'm sure Brady, Brady and Matthew talk, I'm sure. Um, and things were clicking, right? Like, Bill Thornton going back with, with Matthews and Marner, that line was dominant. Uh, Thornton, Thornton got a goal. Matthews got two. It looked it looked like it was going to be all rosy. Um, so that was a, a little taste of some pesky sense. And I think from the Ottawa perspective, that's kind of what you'd like to see. You don't expect this team to do anything, but you also uh, expect and don't want to see them play out the season without a fight. So from that perspective, I think it was good to see Ottawa get this one. No doubt about that. With Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, again, the Maple Leafs were up 5-1 in the second period and blew it to lose 6-5 in overtime on a breakaway goal by Evgeny Dadnov. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame with Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. I was looking forward, guys, to coming on this broadcast and giving a hot take. You know, start Michael Hutchinson on Wednesday, but I think you have to go back to Anderson on Wednesday before you go to Hutchinson on Thursday, right, Luke? It, it does seem like the right move. Um, I, I agree with you, Nick. Just so we can get the taste of this one out of his <laughs> out of his mouth, you know. Um, but I was looking like it defensively. The Leafs' two worst games have come against Ottawa. Mm-hmm. I, uh, one month ago today, Freddie gave up five goals to them, and then six tonight. So um, yeah, it's probably best to go back to Freddie, and that way he'll be he'll get a little bit more rest for the Saturday game, which you got to assume he's going to start against Montreal, which is the more important game. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I might just put Hutchison in, but I'm not worried either way. I'm not worried either way because yeah. you're right. It's it's funny. Ottawa, um, not that they've had the Leafs number, but uh, you know, Luke, I, I I remember working when a team wasn't very good on a Leaf team, and as I said, we uh, we back then um, played our best games quite often against the best team, the Edmonton Oilers or arch rival Montreal Canadiens. And when you're not going to be in the playoffs, you you sort of make up your own playoff games during the regular season. And Ottawa. For very many reasons, just look at DJ Smith and Connor Brown and, and that kind of litany has decided and have executed Toronto being it. Yeah, Connor Brown looked pretty excited when he scored his goal, didn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, Zaitsev's on that team. Oh, my, and my goodness, he blocked the shot with his face. He was, he was kind of lucky to avoid that injury there. But, um, yeah, I, I think Ottawa gets up for these. And it was kind of interesting because this morning, after the morning skate, Sheldon Keep was saying, like, 
he notices that Toronto gets the best effort out of their opponents. And I, and I, I you know, that might be something that you say as a coach to kind of uh, prevent your team from falling into a trap game, kind of reminding them, hey, we're going to get a, a strong effort from Ottawa here. But I honestly think there is a little bit of truth to that. I think teams around the league, and especially Ottawa being in the same province, looks at looks at Toronto and all the hype they get and all the headlines they get. And you probably just want to take down the the uh, North Division leaders. I, I think it probably does put a little bit of a, a, a you know, uh, an extra jump in your step or a little bit of extra incentive. Like, Hey, everyone talks about this team. They're on a, they're on a roll right now. Let's, let's talk them down a peg. You're right. And uh, certainly working in this market, as you know, it's just so fascinating to be on Twitter all the time. I saw Korshkov trending. I saw Galchenyuk <laughs> trending earlier today. The Maple Leafs pick up Alex Galchenyuk, who doesn't have to quarantine because he stayed in this country. His seventh NHL team, he's now a Maple Leaf for David Warsawski and Igor Korshkov. I look at this as a low-risk, high-reward type move. How do you see it, Luke? Yeah, low-risk, high-reward. I'm I'm just worried about the high-reward part, just because mm. this guy's on his seventh team. Um, it seems because he's a, a top-three pick that he keeps getting – you know, chance after chance after chance to stick somewhere. Uh, I did think it was interesting that Kyle Dubas waited until he cleared waivers before making this trade. Uh, you know, he could have got him for nothing. Instead, he gives up, up uh, a prospect in Korshkov in order to get him. But the big key is that, you know, he can slide back and forth through waivers, go on the taxi squad, maybe end up on the Marlies. Who knows? There, there's some roster flexibility built in with him. Uh, I think what Dubas probably likes in Galchenyuk is he's high skill when, when he wants to be. He's shown that for flashes in the past, particularly with Montreal. And this is a GM that always bets on skill. And the other thing is he does have the ability to play some center as well as wing. So there's a little bit of versatility there if, if the Leafs do end up uh, getting in, an injury to you know a forward in the bottom six. It, it'll be interesting to see how much of a look he gets. Like Sheldon Keith hasn't been shy about giving guys chances and, and trying out different combinations. So it'll be uh, fascinating to me how quick and how long of a look Galchenyuk get, gets a, a look here to stay. But in saying that, I would say Travis Boyd had a pretty good game tonight and Pierre Engvall finally broke the curse and, and scored for the first time in about a calendar year. <laughs> and uh, Luke, hey, it, it's it's an end game of many, many years down the road, but if I'm an amateur scout for the New York Rangers or particularly Los Angeles Kings and do you see Tim Stutzel playing and going, man, I hope oh. my bosses aren't watching oh. this. Because, oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, loving, I'm loving watching this guy. I thought he was going to end the game, honestly, when, when he came up the wing there on the rush. Like, he he has so much confidence for a rookie playing on a, a bad team. Like uh, th- this guy looks like he, he's ready for the man's game right away. Uh, he's fun to watch. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that uh, game winner by Dadnov was the billion moves that Mitch Marner pulled out, but just couldn't solve oh. Hogberg who deserves a lot of credit because he he's been awful this year, but uh, I thought he hung in there tonight. That's a, that's a grand fear performance, right? Like you, you let five in, but you don't let in the six. <laughs> Very well put, Luke. Uh, thanks so much for this, and we'll reconvene on Wednesday, okay? Okay, have a good one, guys. You as well. That's Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, and uh, I think it's imperative to uh, put that narrative out there, Gordo. Uh, I understand it's it's not a good look. It's a tough one to, to lose, but it's just one in 56 in my world. 
Yeah, it's making for more of a fun Leafs Nation post game here. It than is. It was, we was going to be pretty, uh, pretty machine like and and almost like saying, uh, "Boy, I hope Ottawa can put up a battle in one or both of the next two games." Uh, the the Grand Fear thing grew a smile, drew a smile. I know from <laughs> you and myself that way. And uh, yeah, and, and boy, yeah, Mitch Marner, like 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 there was so much. The Leafs when they were up five one, they were killing them. There was so much greatness from Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And to your point, that play, and we heard Joe Bowen on the final call. And it's like Bones, like Mitch Marner, I think, pulled a groin that he outmoved him, maneuvered himself. He made so many great moves. And you're kind of looking going, how the hell did that not go in? And then you hear Joe go, oh, and Ottawa's got a break. You know, not being oblivious, it's just like you're looking, go, oh, my goodness. He left everything out there. And then, oh, yeah, Ottawa's got a breakaway going the other way because quite often uh, that's the perils of having an incredibly great scoring chance on three on three and one end. It is remarkable, Gord, in my time of nearly a decade, you know, covering the National Hockey League the way I have. Uh, you know, I like to put notes together. I I seem to have a knack for putting notes together before games are over, and the opposite happens. For example, tonight, uh, it was a 5-1 game after two, so I started to assemble my notes for post-game. Toronto's won 5 of 6. They're 7-2-0 at Scotiabank Arena season series, 2-1-0 against the Ottawa Senators. But this is like the 38th time this has happened in like five years. Like, it, it really is incredible just a coincidence but it's pretty crazy how it works out sometimes the hockey gods i I just think the hockey gods are like you know Tavares, that pizza is unacceptable you're going to pay for it (laughs) boy the old days the old days when there were typewriters in the press box yeah and particularly in the playoffs and you'd hear that like a real change all of a sudden and you'd hear guys ripping their copy and they'd be tight to deadline and having to start all over again and there's not quite the theatrics that anymore but you know, you were on the first intermission uh, mm-hmm. with the guys, with, with, with George and Brenton. And like I said, I was on the second intermission, and I take back everything I said. I mean, from, you know, they kind of said, well, is there anything you could be critical of? And I kind of said, well, we're being a little pushy if we are about certain things, because that's how they were just such an efficient machine after 40 games. So I know you totally, totally get in a mindset about what direction are we taking this show and how can we make it a little bit more compelling on a night that, you know, was just over the top great for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And good on the Ottawa Senators. Uh, uh, thank you for making it a better show. Lots to talk about, and well said at that. We'll hit the break coming up. We'll head to Zoom. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe and others, including Austin Matthews on this debacle. That's pretty much all I could call it on this night after a 5-1 lead in the second period. The Leafs lose it, fall 6-5 in OT and a goal from Evgeny Dadnov. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. That was the 62nd power play opportunity this year for the Ottawa Center. Centering pass! Great save, the rebound! Does it go in the net? Yes, it does! Miner centering the puck in front of the goal and Joey Thornton going hard to the net has jammed it home. Trick question, what was uglier, that goal for Joe Thorne, his second as a Maple Leaf, or the collapse by Toronto in this game? I'll plead the fifth on that, but Toronto was 4-1 at that point. They ended up losing this game 6-5 in OT. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic breaking it all down here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along on Twitter again. Uh, we'll hit up some Zoom calls in mere moments and hear from some of the guys involved and just this Big time collapse for the Maple Leafs, but Gord, um, you know, I think one of the positives I wanted to talk about regardless was Joe Thornton coming back. 
Um, missed 10 games with a rib injury. I thought he looked good uh, in the first half of this game. And well, the second half was the second half. Yeah, well, the second half was, yeah, or with the last third, last 22 minutes, whatever it is. Yeah, nobody looked good. And it's funny hearing almost the giddiness that uh, when things are going great, you're right, that was not a pretty goal. But Joe Thornton did play a pretty game. Uh, his first game back fit in great. And as I mentioned, he said that first intermission, how great it was playing with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. Uh, Zach Hyman you knows plays great on any line. He took an unfortunate double minor, which also means one of your top penalty killers is out for it. And that was the what fourth goal by Ottawa just a second after Zach Hyman came back on the ice that way. So, you know, Zach, I mentioned, can play anywhere, can play really well on any line. And uh, uh, Joe Thornton was, uh, was, a, was a great fit on that line coming back after missing 10 games. Welcome addition, no doubt about that. With that in mind, uh, this should be very, very interesting. Here's the head coach, Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon, uh, what did you see after it got to 5-1 that, that allowed Ottawa to, to get back in this game and eventually win? I think what I what I saw really started before 5-1. Uh, I thought we were just really careless and sloppy with the puck. Next up, we'll go to Chris Johnston, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Chris. Do you have any thoughts on, on why the guys got that way? Were they chasing more points or, or you know, what might have led to that, Sheldon, the, the sloppiness of the puck? Uh, I think it's something that's just been creeping into our game. And I thought that uh, just the nature of the way the game was going, and it wasn't everybody, um, but I, I think there was a, it was enough guys. That it was, you know, we just, we just gave, it, gave, it, uh, gave the game to them. Uh, at a time when they really had nothing happening, um, they really only got what we gave them. How how big of a setback is this? I mean, obviously it's just one game, but you guys had been making progress on the defensive end of things. Yeah, I had. I mean, I really didn't have much issue with us on the defensive side here today. Everything that you know, everything that we had was had against us was. Uh, you know, sloppy play with the puck uh, that led to you know us spending more time in our end than we needed to. And then the goals were just, you know, uh, same kind of thing, careless with it, right? Two shorthanded goals or you're careless with the puck and situational awareness is poor. We gave up, you know, we, I thought we did an excellent job killing a penalty and then, you know, we break a stick right at the end. So that one to me is just a little unfortunate. And and then, uh, you know, we, we expose our net a little bit at six on five uh, too much. But, uh, I mean, the goals are, are one thing, um, but just how we're playing was – was uh, uh, just discouraging uh, and, and definitely a step back for us. Whether we won the game today or not, I mean, I said after the second period, it's as bad I felt about a 5-2 lead probably that I've ever had. Um, we had a talk as a team about cleaning things up for the third period. thought we were in the right frame of mind, and you give up a shorthanded goal, it makes it, it, makes it uh, tougher than it needs to be. I actually didn't mind our third period uh, in terms of how we played at even strength. You give up a shorthanded goal and then you give up a four-minute power play with a careless high stick. Gives them a chance to stay in the game. You know, it's a shorthanded goal, it's a shorthanded goal, a power play goal, and a six-on-five goal for them. You know, that's the that's obviously is is the difference, but we open the door for that stuff to occur. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshan at Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Sheldon, you know, you did say to us this morning that uh, the senators make life hard and they hang around. Um how do you instill that a little more? Not that you didn't try to uh, going into Wednesday night with your group, seeing the example that they, they gave you tonight that they do do that. 
Uh, like I said, I, I think credit to them. They were resilient. They stayed right, right with it, but everything they got today, we gave them. And just uh, follow up on something completely different. Uh, any plans right now for Galchenyuk, or how do you see that? Uh, I have no real plans. Uh, it, it, it happened uh, just right before game time, so we haven't talked too much about it other than what I'd say is just, you know, he's another depth option for us to, to come in and, you know, obviously we, we've been looking to find a mix in, in our bottom six there. And I think he's, um, you know, one of those guys that will compete for a spot like that. And it gives us added roster flexibility, given that he's, you know, he's, he's cleared waivers already and that kind of stuff. It, we, we've got flexibility there and that, that helps our depth. Okay, there you have it, Sheldon Key, following this uh, collapse, a 6-5 loss in overtime to the Ottawa Senators, a game in which the Maple Leafs were 5-1 in, in full command of this game in the second period. But I think it was important, uh, these comments by the head coach following this game, because, you know, if, I think sometimes in the sports world, the team can take on sort of, you know, the emotion of a head coach. And I like the fact, quite honestly, that he was calm and cool and not panicked about it. Yeah, and I'm glad that Chris Johnson followed up with a second question because it sounded like first question he was doing a little bit of a slow burn and didn't mm-hmm. say much. And then Chris, and so his point being was, uh, uh, okay, it's been creeping in, and I think he means maybe some guys going for the extra apples, uh, being a little bit selfish, whatever, and he misstresses. It's not every player. So the, the ones in the dressing room that know whoever's doing it, they got to say, okay, good. Good the coach is noticing it because it, it came back and bit us in the ass today. And, you know, it's funny. You, you're the one that brought up it was the one-year anniversary of David Ayers and the Carolina yeah. game, the Zamboni goaltender. And that, that knocked them on their keister. They were back in a playoff spot at the time of the, pan, the pause, but, you know, not by much. Where this time the big difference is, they've again, to keep perspective, they banked their points. How about tonight? Carolina mm-hmm. is down one nothing and three one to Columbus, and then Carolina scores six unanswered goals and beats Columbus seven three. That's a four point game in the same division. I mean that that's a killer for the Columbus Blue Jackets. They don't even get an overtime point. So I have no, you know no, I have no idea what John Tortorella is going to be post game, but he's going to be a hell of a lot angrier than Sheldon Keith because Sheldon's Keith's team has you know driven the bus to the top of the standings. Columbus is in that precarious spot where they bleeped away a couple of points tonight. You're right. It's all about perception. If this happened against the Montreal Canadiens, uh, you could bet I think Leafs Nation would be a bit more fired up. But nonetheless, I, I think you want to clean up your act as quickly as possible. And Gord, I think the fortunate thing we've talked about this season is you get right back at it. You have that very same Ottawa team coming up on Wednesday. I just think it's it's so tremendous. And we talk about it a lot, how Ottawa always seems to play Toronto tough and, and vice versa. The Montreal Canadiens, I'd include in that conversation as well that Ottawa has now grabbed two games against Toronto. You look at the Sens in the standings and you sort of chuckle and say, well, Owen Power is going to look good in Ottawa. Uh, but they always play Toronto tough and they, they you just can't sleep on them. Like I think you look at this Leafs game tonight, I think the first half of the game was just utter domination. Joe Thornton comes back, Austin Matthews 2-1, and one, Mitch Marner was buzzing around. I, I saw something from that Tavares line finally. And then it all came unglued, and it just shows you you have to play, you know, first puck drop to the end of the hockey game, and this is still the National Hockey League, right? Yeah, and Ottawa, for one, they're actually going to have some confidence in playing mm-hmm. the Toronto Maple Leafs because, you know, they don't, they're not counting. They can say they want to make the playoffs. They obviously do. They're not going to make the playoffs. They don't have that kind of pressure, but they know 
you know, they, they've got under Leaf skin. They've been successful. They kind of have that intangible going. So that's good. It gives the Maple Leafs something to battle. It makes it more compelling. And the other part, Leafs have had two games in a row. They've blown leads. Same thing against Montreal. And if you're going to be the team and you are the best team in the Canadian division, the North division, and you've got to keep proving that, then for 56 games, you know, you've got to do like what you were doing before these last two. When you got a lead, it's pretty well insurmountable because you're the best team, which means it's even more difficult for the opposing team to come back from behind. And Gordo, we talked about the uh, one-year anniversary of the David Ayers game. That'll be a week today, by the way. Today's February 15th, February 22nd, 2020. It all went down. And I think full circle again, Pierre Engvall, he scored in that game, if we do remember, on David Ayers. And that was the last time before tonight that Pierre Engvall had a goal, a span of 17 games. So depth scoring goes without saying it's going to be huge. And we'll see how they uh, they infiltrate and, and put Alex Galchenyuk at some point in time in this lineup too. Yeah, we had Mikheyev, you know, of course he had injuries, but over 400 days and Justin Hall. So, yeah, some of the lesser lights. And again, we keep talking about getting that depth scoring and and it is coming. But, you know, tonight it was more the third line that wasn't as much. But just anyway, um, more and more of that needed to be. But it's nice to see some some of them get off the schneid because uh, you get that one and then you can kind of relax a bit more. And I'm not saying he's going to score four goals in a game like uh, <laughs> I believe Mikhaev will. Like I think Mikhaev will just break out one night, have a hat trick or something like that. But uh, and you needed them tonight. Of all things, you could have looked back, said, oh, yeah, great. He scores in like an 8-1 win, 8-1 laugher. But you end up really needing all those goals. Again, that's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga here on Leafs Nation post game. Just a, a very demoralizing loss. Granted, it's just one of 56, but Toronto was in full control this game of 5 1 in the second period. They blow it. Evgeny Dadnov, the game tire late in regulation, then wins it in overtime for a 6 5 Senators victory. And, you know, the, the, the most you know astounding thing about that winner in OT was the fact that Mitch Marner was deking through everybody, including Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, who was in the building and just couldn't solve. Hogberg, who deserves, you know, Hogberg deserves a lot of credit. He, he's been dreadful at times this season, but I think being down 5-1 the way he was in that game, he kept his team in the game, didn't he? Yeah, he battled as well on Saturday. And, you know, so I, I do give him full marks because uh, he, he he really, I mean, give the Leafs credit. They started turning it back on again. And Hogberg really rose to the occasion. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a, that would have been one of those highlight reel remembering mm-hmm. overtime. I think Gord has cut out here, but uh, we'll try to reconnect here with Gord Stelic um, breaking down a 6-5 OT loss here to the Ottawa Senators. And certainly, I think, echoing Gord's thoughts, it was just from that point of view that you just can't stop playing the game. And when you do, sometimes you get you get caught. And, and that's exactly what happened to the Maple Leafs again tonight. But I think some positive points, clearly Joe Thornton returning to the lineup first time in 10 games due to a rib injury, comes back, uh, picks up one and one, 390th multi-point game for Joe Thornton. That's always a positive. I thought he looked pretty good in that top line back with Marner and Matthews. Matthews, 2-1 and one in this game. The first Leafs player with 13 goals in his first 15 games of the season since some, some guy named Wendell Clark in 1993-94. Just shows you the type of pace that Austin Matthews is on, but it's all for naught. And again, it's not really going to be talked about following this game and into the media tomorrow until we get back at things at Scotiabank Arena on Wednesday and Thursday night against Ottawa as well. Uh, just more so because of the way they lost this hockey game. And let's be honest, Leafs Twitter on fire tonight. Understandably so. Uh, I just think it's vital to take that step back, uh, press delete on that tweet you want to send out and comprehend and acknowledge and understand. It's just one game out of 56 
Um, yeah, people are going to poke jokes at this Maple Leafs team, but I think last time I checked, and they still are, Montreal's off for a week. Toronto's got a four-point gap between Montreal and them for first in the North Division. So on the surface, it's kind of ugly, and it was ugly. It's not even kind of ugly. It was ugly, similar to that Thornton goal, as I recalled earlier on, but it's only one game. It's one loss, and uh, they'll be back at things coming up on uh, on Wednesday night, but it's just more so in in the fashion that they lost this hockey game. And again, I was talking to Gord a couple weeks back, maybe, you know, around the, the five, six, seven game mark. And I was reminiscing on the time when, um, you know, the Blues game, that crazy Blues game. Do I have you now, Gord? I don't have Gord yet. So it was just reminiscing on the time, um, you know, and again, we'll have Gord Stelic in mere moments. Uh, I was reminiscing on the time, you know, I couldn't believe it. Had to look it up that it's been 21 years, but that game against the St. Louis Blues, November 30th, of 2000, I remember it so vividly. I'm 31 now, so if you subtract 20, it was uh, when I was around 11 or 10, clearly. And I still remember it vividly where Toronto had a 5 nothing lead in that hockey game and blew it. And it just had that same old feeling, Gord. I believe we have you back. And uh, I was just, you know, sort of saying that got to take that, uh, take a step back tonight. I, I know it, it, it stings and it stinks a bit here in Leafs Nation, but uh, last time I checked, this team is still first in the North Division and one of the better teams in hockey right now. You know, it, it's funny you remember that because people go back, remember, you know, original six times, 11 nothing shutout by the woeful Boston Bruins against mm-hmm. the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I remember that game you're absolutely talking about vividly. I remember the Leafs coming back, you know, that 89-90 team down against the Boston Bruins. So uh, I don't know how long we'll, we'll remember this. You know, but but you're right. It's it's one of those one of those kind of games tonight. You put it in perspective, put it in context. But mm-hmm. uh, do you remember when a real good Maple Leaf team blew a inexplicably blew a four goal lead to arguably the worst team in the NHL? No, no. Well, that's something I'll remember, I guess, when I'm 51. Uh, but uh, certainly, uh, just things a bit bad taste in our mouths. But again, uh, the great thing and the fascinating thing about this schedule, you play everybody so many times that you have Ottawa once again on Wednesday. You can get right back at it in the back-to-back, both at Scotiabank Arena. And and great for all of us scored. This game wasn't on our network tonight. Uh, so we'll have it on, on Wednesday and Thursday, and nobody actually heard it, right? Yeah, yeah, we uh, we are always a little selfish about that, and we always enjoy Leafs Nation postgame after every game. But Wednesday, Thursday, it's the whole shebang. That's on the Maple Leafs win, right? That's correct. Uh, why don't we have a look at the uh, the out of town scoreboard for our understanding? Uh, some tech problems uh, across Toronto again. I guess maybe the snowstorm has something to do with it. Uh, but that sounds like we might not get some post game here. We did hear from Sheldon Keith the out of town scoreboard here, Gordo. Uh, you know, first and foremost, was I the only one saying it's 2021? So I'm not shocked that they had to cancel a game due a power outage due due to a power outage, I should say, in Dallas because of a snowstorm. Uh, some of those places was well, the third time in like uh, hundreds of hundred yeah. years it snowed in some of those places. But we know about the storm coming through, and I think a lot of people know that if you're talking about certain cities like Dallas, they they're they're not prepared for anything. So mm-hmm. uh, wouldn't you know, COVID year. Uh, you get enough postponed games. Dallas was one of those teams early on getting postponed games. And uh, and tonight's game against Nashville is postponed, not because of COVID protocol, but because of storm reasons, storm, uh, winter weather in, of all place, Dallas, Texas. That's exactly what I was thinking. The one year where you don't need any more postponements again, because we're, we're racing against time to finish this regular season. And it happens. And it happened tonight again. Dallas and Nashville did not play. Uh, same with New Jersey and Boston. How about Chicago? Tremendous story. Malcolm Subban playing tonight. 
27 saves. They're 7-5-4. and four. Um, They beat Detroit 3-2. And it's Dominic Kubalik, uh, his second of the game, fifth of the year, and Chicago wins again, Gordo. Boy, we, we have said from the word go about Chicago that their goaltending hasn't looked good enough, and mm-hmm. then it has. Whoever it's been, in this case, Subban, and of course there's a lo- lot of local family and friends here, uh, they've done the job, and, and they're winning close games as well. And they... Uh, like the Florida Panthers, probably to me, two teams that are surprising right now that are that are in playoff spots that I that I didn't expect. Chicago took the two nothing lead and uh, then go on and hang on and end up uh, winning it in overtime. What just seven just seventeen seconds left, Kubalik. So he was one of the rookie guys last year, and uh, this year the Chicago Blackhawks uh, off to a great start. And you look at some of the constants in life right now, I think among them are the Chicago Blackhawks winning games in overtime. They seem to be automatic so far this season. You referenced it uh, earlier on, the Carolina Hurricanes-Columbus Blue Jackets games. I know you've been documenting these these ma- matchups throughout the season, Gordo, but how many strange goals have we seen in this season series so far? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It, it Yeah, you know what? You're, you're right. You're right. And we're trying to think, is this an aberration or not? Because we... Uh, you know, you kind of lose track, and unlike those goals from yesteryear where we're blowing leads that are indelible marks uh, in your brain, you kind of go, am I trying to think it through? But you're, 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 there's been, of course, when you get this many at the end of the day, a 7-3 win is a 7-3 win. But, uh, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was not one that's going to be great when you take a look at in the video. So Brock McGinn, 2-2, two and two, you're right. And uh, Tavo Teravine in 1-3 and three in that game. Carolina wins at 7-3 against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Meantime, I'm still on the fence. I, I know Twitter is going nuts about the start for the Florida Panthers. I think it's important to note Curtis McElhaney played tonight and not Andre Vasilevsky. But the Panthers are, in fact, off to an 8-2-2 two and two start. They win at 6-4. Um, I've been calling him Sasha Hartkov because Sasha Barkov's off to an incredible start, gets the game winner tonight. Tampa falling to 10-2-1, and one, a 6-4 win. I still have my wonders about uh, Florida from a defensive standpoint, especially in between the pipes, but... The Panthers win for the second time in three games here against the Lightning Gordo. Well, where I find this a difference a bit, because I'm with you on Florida. Florida's done nothing year in, year out. They've always proven they're great at, at falling short. But this is a statement after Tampa Bay beat them 6-1 on the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I was I was very curious to see how Florida would or would not come back tonight. And, and I think this is a big statement after it looked like the old Tampa Bay-Florida rivalry on Saturday. Uh, we'll get to the other games coming up. We're going to hit the break first. Again, the Maple Leafs in dramatic fashion. They were up 5-1. They lose at 6-5 in OT. The postmortem continues. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Don't worry. We'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Goals aplenty in the North Division. That team continued here on this family day. Hope you had a great holiday. It's Nick Alberga joined alongside Gord Stelic on Leafs Nation postgame. A disappointing 6-5 OT loss here to the Ottawa Senators, a game in which Toronto was up 5-1 in the second period, but so be it at the Golden Muzziak. Gord Stelic with your last-minute thoughts. Uh, we'll tee up Wednesday in mere moments, but Gord will continue on the out-of-town scoreboard. I talked about goals of plenty in the north, Winnipeg and Edmonton. Um, Mike Smith had a couple good games in a row. That's good. But uh, 5-3 Winnipeg here in the second period, all hell going loose um, out in Edmonton. 
Well, and you, you've got Connor McDavid and you've got Leon Dreisaitl, so who knows? This could be a 9-8 game that way. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess, you no know, Pierre-Luc Dubois, I'm just trying to look here what the skinny is on him, but because uh, the, the guy was a stud for so many years and then having to miss uh, games due to injury. But, yeah, the goals yeah. The, the goal, the goals kind of cooled off, didn't they, for about a week? We kind of had a week that I the know. under was it, but it's very much the over tonight between Winnipeg and Edmonton. Well, just when I start betting the uh, the under, that's when it starts hitting the over, obviously. Uh, watching the Vancouver game as we speak, nice bumper play on the power play, and it's Bull Horvat smashing it in, the captain of the Canucks. So they finally have figured out, I guess, Jacob Markstrom. It's uh, 2 nothing for Vancouver in that game. You know I love the revenge narrative. What Markstrom has done uh, tonight aside to his former team is cruel, Gord. Well, yeah, but this is a uh, second chance in a row Vancouver gets to uh, remedy that and also put them back in the hunt because we were looking at it that Vancouver was about to join Ottawa as in a in a have and have not and, and we always felt not that Toronto should be battling for fourth place but you want it to be competitive you want compelling games that you know teams are playing the Leafs or playing anybody else as time goes on in this 56 game season and and, and they really need it so uh, this will be tough if Vancouver blows this, this lead because that would put them mm-hmm. back off the tracks again but it seems like, and I don't think it had anything to do with the Aquilini vote of confidence because players really don't care about that stuff so much. I think Vancouver started, kept working hard, which they were doing of late, and started getting some breaks. By the way, just dropping the puck in San Jose, it's the Sharks and the Anaheim Ducks. And uh, the other game uh, wanted to make note of the uh, seven-game series concluding. How about uh, Arizona winning in Game 7, one nothing? Yeah, what is it, Randy Johnson for the Diamondbacks? Just a <laughs> nine-inning gem that way. Man, they've played St. Louis really well. I mean, gosh, the absurdity about uh, having because COVID things came up and these guys' opponents had COVID issues, so they let, said, hey, just keep playing each other. Just, you know, fill your boots, get all your games out of the way, and you thought, wow, if someone comes up with a 6-1 disparity, this this could be a real bummer. Man, they've been like one-goal games by and large, and and give the Arizona Diamond, excuse me, give the Arizona Coyotes and, you know, Rick Tockett, what, what kind of, it's kind of like Rod Brindamore with Carolina, that kind of competitor, that kind of, that kind of bite he has as a coach and respect to the players. And wow. It's pretty crazy. And lastly, I just wanted to document, he's got two more assists tonight. Tyson Berry, 14 points in 18 games. He's doing yeoman's work on that Edmonton power play. From there, Gord, we tee up Wednesday. Of course, we'll have Leafs Nation pregame starting at 6.30 Eastern time on the uh, Sportsnet Radio Network. And it's, you know, fortunate for Toronto after tonight's debacle. Another go, another couple goals uh, back-to-back against the Ottawa Senators Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, United, we stand, divided, we fall. If you look at the stats, no one's going to stand out. You know, like it's not going to say, oh my goodness, that guy's minus four or something like that. Everyone was plus one, even or minus one. So it, it was a team collapse, team lost that way. You know, you think about it, and we talk about what Wayne Simmons did with Ben Sherrod, and, you know, it was great Jake Muzzin standing up for the goalkeeper, but also good on Brady Kachuk giving a little bit of spark to the Ottawa Senators. So I, I think we're going to see more of that. You know, that, that physicality, because we saw Montreal do it the other night when Ottawa got way down. It was kind of hard to do in that, but I think we're going to see a little bit more of that. And and we got ourselves a series. I, I when it was five one, uh, I was just hoping Ottawa could make it close and make it entertain the next two games. But they're both going to be on the fan the fan radio network, and we're going to have, we should have a couple of dandies, Nick. I love that point, by the way, because if it was the other way around and Toronto came back after a Muzzin fight, that would be your lead story on every network. And the fact that Brady Kachuk, uh, you know, stood up for himself. They didn't like Freddie Anderson was annoyed by that. But Brady Kachuk knew his role. 
Uh, and ever since that scrap, it seemed like it turned things around for the Ottawa Senators. So I think undervalued, uh, Gord, you know, and, and you bringing that up because we talked about earlier this year with Wayne Simmons, right? It works both ways. You're absolutely yeah. right. It, work, it works both ways. And you're just trying to do something, something a bit to show some fight, a bite and a little bit of spark that way. And uh, um, the Kachuk boys, as we know, they're not they're not adverse to doing that kind of play. And so we'll take uh, the next 48 hours or so to decompress over whatever that was on uh, Monday night, Family Day. A great start to it on the ice at Scotiabank Arena and just a dismal, dismal finish again. The Maple Leafs were up 5-1 in the second, end up losing 6-5 in OT on a goal from Evgeny Dadnov. Gord, thanks so much for this. We'll reconvene for Leafs Nation pregame on Wednesday night. And as Paul Morris used to say, please walk or drive safely, okay? Like that, Gord. Safety measure, Gord Stellick, right there. Professional broadcaster, Gord Stellick, and very, very well said. So, again, we'll reconvene coming up on Thursday night, or excuse me, Wednesday night, first and foremost, for Leafs Nation pregame. Toronto hosting the Ottawa Senators. But for now, we bid you farewell. Any thanks to uh, Sam McKee, Tom Young, Gord Stellick as well. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk on Wednesday.